0: Red Channel Condition with Michael. Volva Danger is basically estrogen hulk. Jonathan.
1: Let's choose to empower ourselves to not be dicks.
0: And Peter,
1: watch human.
2: Welcome listeners to this week's episode of Red Channel Condition. As usual, I'm your host, Peter, and I'm once again joined by my two co-hosts, Michael and Jonathan. Gentlemen, how are we this fine week?
1: Uh, Not too bad. You watch the NBA dunk contest, which is possibly the worst ever, which (laughs) also makes it fitting that the one Knicks player that showed up actually won the dunk contest. It's the only thing the Knicks will win in 2022.
0: That's Jesus.
1: I don't know shit
2: about basketball, but I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. (laughs) How about you, Mike?
0: I went to a friend's place for dinner. He actually listens to this. So I'm just going to give a thank you for a uh, really fun night. Wow. Awesome. Yeah.
2: Shout out to a listener. Yes.
0: How about you, Pete? I,
2: I got that psychotic out the door like a week or week or so ago. And then I gave you a hand with a review that you made for Ready or Not. So that was a lot of fun. And look forward to that popping up onto our YouTube channel in the near future, listeners. Yes.
0: Cross-promotional marketing. That's you right. I got
2: the plug in. It was fun. It was fun. I think you, you did a great job. It was very funny. And uh, now I kind of want to play the game.
0: That's all I want. That's just my roundabout way to try and get you to play this game.
1: <laughs> it's working <laughs> I think you'll have a great time uh, playing that game You're know, getting destroyed by junkies and stuff like that with me
0: yeah you've got a lot to catch up to we've got to fix your computer
1: yeah we really do
2: Yeah, there's nothing wrong my computer's working just fine my internet is working just fine it's just whatever <laughs> it's a whole other bag of cats <laughs> man and the shit that flies out of your mouth sometimes I swear to god <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and speaking of that, you linked an article this week from Neuroscience News or asking the question, Do we lose our filters as we age? I guess the kind of shit that we say and that we're comfortable saying to other people. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
0: What we know in science is that as we get older, our brain shrinks. And that type of age related shrinking has effects on how our inhibitions and how we. How we think about things. This article here is talking about whether, as we get old, is it just because our brain shrinks and we lose that natural filter, and, and we become a little more tactless, and if we, you know, maybe we don't pick up on socially awkward situations anymore, or is it because, as we get older, life experience—you know—it just means we care less about what people think of us, right? And just psychologically. Uh, we don't care what we say or who we hurt or what we or who we offend anymore because you know we've been through life. You know our attitude might change to just deal with it. Um, so that kind of got me thinking of the way I am having no filter, just being able to walk in and say and do whatever. You know, at work, right? It comes out as, "Hey, Jim, how you doing?" All right. And meanwhile, I'm like. Oh my God, I hope you get hit by a bread truck.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think we can all totally relate to this, especially in the work environment. I mean, I'm working remotely right now and it takes all of the restraint I have to like not be in a Zoom meeting and just start screaming this is all fucking bullshit and then throw (laughs) up like a loop of of Rick Sanchez doing the middle finger with like dingly bobbers on his head, you know, but I don't do that. (laughs) I don't do that because I have a filter and, and yeah, I don't know if it's a combination of us getting older and just not caring or if our brains are just shrinking and becoming wired differently and that's changing the behavior. Um, John, what are your thoughts on this?
1: It's funny. You met, you talk about, uh, I guess like how you know, tech and you, how you know, things have changed the way that we relate to you know, certain things, right? The way that we relate to work. You know, it's difficult to not just be like, fuck it. And you screamed that in the Zoom chat window, right? I think that there's something to say both for you like that, you know, that age related thing or, you know, where your brain is shrinking or whatever, but also for, you know, how tech influences, you know, how, you know, what the boundaries are, right? You know, like really filters are like, you know, boundaries that, you know, are kind of understood, you know, for yourself and for society, right? You know, based on, you know, what's acceptable in that environment, right? But as, you know, things kind of get flat due to, you know, the way that, you know, tech happens, social media, the internet, et cetera, right? Like, you know, those boundaries stop existing, right? So for you, right, like maybe you, you're you less inclined to not put up that Rick Sanchez, right? You know, in But even in Italian Parliament, Italian Senate or whatever, you know, people will just play, you know, fucking you know, Tifa from Final Fantasy Seven porn you <laughs> know, on, on the window, right? You know, or for me, you know, I'm sitting at, you know, I'm sitting at home, you know, I'm working a role and like, I'm not even wearing pants, right? You know, what is, you know, what are the boundaries? Does anything matter if nothing matters?
2: Yeah. I mean, are you kind of getting to like the whole like internet balls kind of thing where people feel and have felt empowered on the internet to just say really, you know, either really unfiltered shit, racist shit, sexist shit, homophobic shit, and you know, and have absolutely no fear of consequences. Like, you know, I mean, you, you've you played online games before and like people will yeah. say like, oh, you're a f- <laughs> you're a noob, you're this, you're that. I'm going to come to your house and rape you and kill your children, you know, just because like you got fucking, you got a headshot or something in Counter-Strike.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's part of it, right? You know, I think you, know, you know, the absence of consequence and the absence of boundaries has made it so, you know, what even is a filter, right? Right. And anyone can say anything to anyone, and send it to any number of people all at the same time. So why, you know, why not just say exactly what you think or exactly what you feel without context or consequence? Because there is none.
2: Right, but that's not that's not unique to just old people. That's just society now.
0: Yeah. So if old people are rather tactless and maybe a, a bit off the cuff, can you imagine when this generation gets to that age?
1: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> All of us that were you know, I guess what they call digital natives all of us that were basically just online since jump you know, yeah it's going to be we're going to say some wild shit we're just
2: going to be in our wheelchairs with our fucking VR headsets on completely naked ejaculating into a catheter it's going to be fucking great <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fucking great dude i can't wait right there in the metaverse
0: <laughs> what would we say that would be offensive the crazy uncles what are what do they usually go on you know it always defaults down to race and and maybe like sexual orientation or preferences right what is the thing for our generation because by and large you know race is coming around to be like accepted and and also sexual orientation and preference and all that shit, right like what is going to be the wedge that drives this generation apart from like i guess what Gen Z is the is the next one. Yeah,
1: Gen Z and like Gen Alpha after that, and you know, so on and so forth, right? Personally, you know, I don't know if there's going to be you know some sort of a social wedge necessarily, right? I think that you know, the younger generations are already you know kind of onto just like you said, you know, we're kind of already you know, past you know, uh, discussing you know, what is right and just, mm-hmm. right? Like we're already there, uh, and society is progressing along with us. I think that you know, you newer generations are going to discover some of like the the wild things that were said in the past, right? So they'll they'll find some you know some millennial posts from like the year two thousand or something like that, you know, or like some millennial business decisions, you know, things that we created. Maybe we'll get flamed for like uh, getting rich off social media and like hurting you know Gen Z and Gen Alpha's uh, right to exist, and that'll be like the. The wedge issue, right? The way that we're like, oh, boomers took all our houses and stuff like that. They have all the money. Maybe they'll be like, ah, oh, well, you guys like destroyed the earth or something like that because you created crypto or something like that, <laughs> right? You know, It will be something like that, I think.
2: Hey, destroying the earth was a business long before we got on the scene, okay? Wow. <laughs> we just took up the mantle.
1: Yeah, like
2: 100%. I agree <laughs> with that. <laughs> But I mean, like, I, I don't know, like, there's always that off uncle at the, you know, the Thanksgiving table talking about Trump. That's one thing. But like, I don't know, there's I've seen other types of kind of crazy stuff where it's like, you know, old people talking to like 15 year olds about the size of their tits or something like see like that like, <laughs> to me is pretty unfiltered. And it's not really like a it's not really related to like a, a social issue. It's your uncle's a creep issue, you know, or grand, grandpa's a creep.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a thing that yeah. could that that could stay yeah. with us forever. There's no there's there's no timeline for that. Right. There's no <laughs> Yeah,
2: there's no expiration date on, on that. You,
1: you know, it's funny. Like this article says that, you know, uh compared to younger adults, right, older adults are like less uh less self-conscious, right? Which is part of why, you know, they you, know, you might have that old you know that old uncle talking about like look at her tits or whatever, like check out how big my dick is or whatever, right? You know. But you know maybe that's funny right so may- maybe that's gonna be the wedge issue right maybe society is gonna kind of decide that maybe we should share less right as an effort you know to you know if there's more mystery in things if there's more you know if there's less you know, uh sharing of things without uh context or consequence or whatever you know maybe you know that's gonna be it right because i think like younger generations are more you have chosen you know, to be more open, right? Talk about more of like their feelings. Talk about more about you know like things that are shaming or things that are shameful, right? And maybe you know that will be the societal shift, like in reverse, right? And that's what's going to make you know, be the wedge issue. So
2: you think we'll rediscover the art of shutting the fuck up?
1: I, I, may, maybe, maybe not us, but maybe the people after us. <laughs> okay. yes. Okay,
2: I don't see that as the the way the internet is going, but okay. Weird, stranger things have
0: happened. Do you guys feel like you are less self-conscious than you were in your younger years? No, I feel like I'm more. Right? I I don't know when this is supposed to kick in. I've been trying to be less self-aware for a very long time. It's not
1: working. (laughs) Shit. Yes and no, right? Like, I've tried to be, you know, you know, less self-conscious and more open as I've gotten older. Like, for example, even doing something like this right now, and you're talking about my, my opinions on things, you know, openly with, like, you guys, but also with whoever is listening, you know, like, is, you know, that's like a, a change for me, right? You know, and being more comfortable in my skin, you know, being more comfortable with myself, right? You know, but, you know, just like you guys you it doesn't always work perfectly right i also feel like there's more things to lose more things to worry about so i try to mind my p's and q's as well
0: right i, th- I think you, you got to hit that age where like that's it what are you gonna do like ostracize me i've got like three days left um, <laughs> you know then then you're immune to judgment
1: oh my god when you reach that when you reach that final level though holy shit <laughs> may, you be, may we all be so lucky. <laughs> Admittedly, I would like to reach you maximum, get off my lawn, right? Like, once I don't give a fuck to that level, I think I will... I actually think I will be much happier as a person.
0: Yeah, it seems right. very freeing. Yeah. yeah, that's the goal, is to attain this almost spiritual level of I don't give a fuck.
1: The holy grail of do you. Yeah. Yeah, the article the article says that, right? You know, since they are older, adults are less self conscious. They have higher overall levels of happiness and life satisfaction. And maybe you know they, you know, what letting go of you know letting go of those filters and embracing that social awkwardness you know, is like part of you know, you getting comfortable, right? So maybe it's it's less about your brain shrinking and more about you. Know, uh, Reaching that spiritual level you were just talking about.
2: It's like your brain, like, you know, it's like your body finally got to the stage of development where it's like, I don't need all this brain to think about social cues. Fuck that, you know? (laughs) Right? Get rid of that shit. Like, I want to see you, like, climbing, like, some sort of, like, Tibetan mountain to find some guru sitting Indian-style on, like, a cliff somewhere, and he hands you the secret of life of just, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) that's what i want so but where would we where would the world be though you know if if i if we were to really do this we would play this out too and we we do we like to do this on this show play these ideas out to their logical conclusion so the next time i feel like going grocery shopping naked with an (laughs) ak-47 you know (laughs) screaming about how the aliens are coming you know from planet xenu then you're telling me that I should just live my best life,
0: right? If the only thing that really matters is your own personal happiness, then society as a whole is in trouble. I will endeavor
2: to have less of a filter going forward in my life. And speaking of having absolutely no filter, John, you had linked an article from Gothamist about uh, Mayor Adams has decided to basically what kick pe- to kick homeless people off the subway.
0: <laughs> yeah. What's going on here? That's not a very so, swagger yeah. thing to do. <laughs>
1: Or, may, or maybe it's the ultimate application of Swagger, depending on who's looking at it, right? <laughs> so uh, you, know, Mayor Eric Adams in New York City, and you, know, Governor uh, uh, Kathleen Hochul, uh, you know, they announced a plan you know, at a press conference you know, for their you know, what they're calling their subway safety plan, right? Eric Adams was stating in the in the plan you know, no more smoking, no more doing drugs, no more sleeping, no more doing barbecues on the subway system. No more doing just whatever you want. So Those no days are all. over. <laughs> you know, hey, I mean, it's, you know, it's part of the rules, apparently, right? So uh, Mayor Adams says that you know, peop, you know, people, you know, the homeless and unhoused, you know, who reach the end of the line are going to get you know, forced off the line, you're told to leave, and there will be more cops because, of course, right? You know, specialty uh, end-of-the-line teams that include police officers that force them to get off the train, right? Uh those patrols are gonna begin on the the A, the E, the N, the R, the number one and number two lines, right? And you know, you in addition to the extra one thousand cops that are already patrolling the system, you know, you know, these extra end of the line teams are gonna be rousting you know the homeless about and getting them you know out of the trains, right? They're gonna have a direct mandate to enforce rules that already exist about Lying down, sleeping out, you know, or outstretching themselves on, on platforms and on train cars, you know, spitting or littering, aggressive behavior towards riders, you know, smoking or open drug use, and they're going to add uh, safe haven and stabilization beds in shelters that provide a mental health treatment, and additional drop-in centers for homeless people at, uh, subway stations, you know, that you can deal with this. You so I'm a. It's it's a weird thing you know, to talk about this right, because on the one hand, any functioning society should have you know, you for the public good you know, things that are used by the public like you should be able to use them and you know, not you know, worry about you know any any stupid shit happening right like the idea of this is coming from logically good place. But there's something that sets off my spidey sense, you know, when we're like, oh, we're gonna send more cops to kick you know, homeless people out of the out of the subway station. Like that I, I feel Sounds like DLC for ready or not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> it sounds like abuse. It sounds like it. And like I don't know how to feel about that.
0: Nah, like the subway system isn't built for or designed to be a shelter. It sucks because the shelter system that we already have is not adequately funded and a lot of them have rules that prevent homeless people from actually trying to get a leg up they have essentially a curfew where you have to be in at a certain time which kind of prevents people from working working nights right these types of rules right you're you're basically forcing someone in a pretty bad uh, situation already into one of those catch-22s either you get a place or you get money so like we got to look at that and and how the shelter system is implemented but at the same time it's important to also make a distinction between homeless people and fucking crazies (laughs) and getting them out of the subway is one thing like you can't move them anywhere else by force but you have to have some kind of mental institution or, or 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 rehab center for for them to get better. You're not homeless always because of drugs or because of bad financials. Just bad luck. Like crazies are the ones that are causing all of these troubles.
2: So I I feel like there might be a like a like a pokemon scale level of evolution here because like you know, I I feel like if you're if you if you're down on your luck, you're a homeless guy, you know, you're 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 definitely facing a good amount of hardship, but at some point, you know, if you're sleeping on the street for long enough and like getting mugged or raped or beaten, you're gonna eventually have a breaking point so i don't I'm sure that there's a lot of crazy homeless people out there. I don't know if they were always crazy. I don't know if they're crazy because they're homeless. You know, I feel like maybe homeless people might become crazy, homeless people after being homeless for x amount of time like. I'm sure some of them are just mentally ill people that couldn't uh, make it in society and had no other support system and just ended up on the street. Like, I don't know the origin story of every homeless person, but I don't know. It, it seems like just, it, it just kind of seems like a weird NIMBY thing. Like we just don't, you can't stay here, not here. Like, you know, just get the fuck, we don't care if we're kicking you out in the cold in winter. We And I, I understand you need a, a functioning like subway system. You know, that's true. Um. But it just kind of seems like we're just sweeping them into a different... Like, just get off the train. Like, we don't care where you go, but you can't stay here.
0: You're basically sweeping one mess from one corner of the house to the other corner of the house.
2: Right. This is just going to poke its ugly head somewhere else.
0: What we should do is get them all tickets to Pennsylvania. um, Like, bus <laughs> tickets. I think that's what we used to do, right? Like, didn't we used to ship yeah. them to Jersey?
1: Yeah. Yeah, there was a time where, you know... Uh, Previous mayors, I think like Mayor Bloomberg and then you in the future, uh, Mayor (laughs) de Blasio used to have a there used to be a program where you could get a one shot deal and like you could get uh, you like you could get rent in Newark, New Jersey, for example. Right. Mm -hmm. Or like Patterson or whatever. And you get set up there. You. So you out of sight, out of mind, not our problem. (laughs) Mississippi Fun Bucks.
2: Yes. That's what this is.
1: Yes and you know you're exactly right right it's like sweeping it from one corner to the other corner right you know there's a lot to be said for you uh deinstitutionalization you know back in the the reagan era right privatizing or privatizing like uh public hospitals and mental institutions right you know and you know there was a lot to be said for the rise of uh psychotropic medicines and things like that right they basically thought that you know we have medicine to fix these problems right so why do we need all of these beds to house people you know if you could just take your medicine and you get back into you operating right within you uh you civil society right but the problem is just like you said you can't just you grab somebody and force some pills down their throat right and then you know that's that's not that dissimilar to jail right and it's just like you said peter right you know it's always like a a nimby problem right you know we we like to talk about you know uh you know, wanting to solve these problems, right? But the the solutions to these problems always have you know, some reason to not happen, right? We don't want to put a shelter, you know, in Glendale Queens, right? That's where the land could be for a shelter, but you know, they'll cry about, oh well, you know, this you know, this is a bad place to put that shelter. You know, it has like it's a family area, right? And then you dump it, you again in Harlem, you you dump it again in East New York, right? You dump it again, and you In right exactly. You know, like sim sim. You know, quote blighted areas, unquote. You know, which coincidentally are also areas where minorities primarily live, right? Which coincidentally, what are you talking about man, Harlem is white. Now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you know, but yeah, like it's a uh, it's. It's always this that's there's always a reason to not solve the problem. And the problem is always you know, something like that. It's always something like NIMBY stuff, you know, moneyed interests and things like that.
2: But let me ask you let me ask you a question real quick. Like if you if, if OK, this the solution is to kick the homeless people out of the subway system. Right. OK. And then it's, it seems like you know Mayor Adams is is dusting his hands off and going, oh, what a great job I've done. But what happens to that homeless guy when he leaves a train car? Right. He doesn't evaporate. He doesn't pass through a membrane into another dimension. He's just somewhere else (laughs) in New York City (laughs) bothering you in a park or, like, you know, at a restaurant. Whatever the the fucking case may be. These people don't just stop existing. They're going to still be somewhere doing what they do, asking you for money, trying to survive, or whatever the fucking case may be.
1: That's why I see this as you just a future of abuse, right? Because you're exactly right. They're uh, they're just circulating elsewhere within the system, right? So, you know, are the cops going to end up, you know, arresting them, right? That's a problem too. You can't just, you know, it's not illegal to not have a home. It's not illegal to be unhoused. I feel like the only end game of this is abuse, you know, by the police or something like that, or you know, just walking across the platform and getting on the downtown c train instead. The downtown A-train instead of just, you know, <laughs> expanding on a on a train bench until you get back to Brooklyn.
0: They're only doing these checks at the end of the line, yeah. right? So, you know, depending on the route, you, you have like a good hour and a half. <laughs> so,
2: so wait... <laughs> So basically, homeless people are going to be like that guy, the, the that guy who lived in the trains on Ghosts, and he's just like hopping between rail <laughs> cars. <laughs> hey, you think I fell? You think I jumped? Well, fuck you. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> this
1: does not seem
2: like an yes, effective yep. solution.
1: S- sitting on the A-Train from like Lefferts Boulevard or whatever, and riding that shit all the way to like Dykeman and Harlem or whatever, like you got a solid like two and a half hours. That's a full ass disco nap. <laughs> You know i am saying? Like, and then you just do that a couple of times that's a full work day like not you know, ain't shit going to change
0: it feels like it's the easiest thing that he can come out and say and do and implement immediately but as far as a long term solution as far as a solution this this isn't it i mean you can do this but you do have to have a place for for the for them to go. Either you change some of these shelter rules, expand the shelter so that people can actually work nights and and have a place to stay when they need it. If the issue really is is drugs for a particular uh individual, have rehab centers av- available to get them off that shit. If they are fucking crazy, then there should be a meat grinder for them. Like <laughs> you have to have a place you have to have a way to deal with each level of right of individual between like you can be no this person can be helped and then the ones that are just so far gone like it's it's time (laughs) it's time to turn him into an acne can
2: (laughs) but even even with each of those solutions like you know expanding the homeless shelter costs money providing prescription drugs for homeless people costs money designing some sort of massive grinder to turn them into a fine paste to feed them to other less crazy hobos would <laughs> cost money, right? And, and that's money we could be spending on more cops. So <laughs> where's the money
0: coming from? No one wants to be in a city that has a homeless problem. Your money will come back in other ways through other sectors, maybe through more business and more tourism and all of that stuff.
1: Yeah, you see, like, there, there's the 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 real the real inconvenient truth here is that you know america has a homeless problem it's not just cities it's everywhere right like whether you're in you know like a big city like here like in new york or in in san francisco or like you know detroit or some shit like that or whether you're in the suburbs right out in long island or you know in in somewhere in midwest or even in like some rural area, right, like you got you new know, uh meth heads and like stuff like that, you know living underneath bridges living you know you know off the grid et cetera right you know so it's everywhere in america the 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 real problem is that you know we you know we we like to leverage housing and stuff like that as a commodity we like to leverage this thing as a carrot you know to encourage people to participate in you know I guess, civil, you know, money-generating society, right? So if we really cared about solving this problem, you know, we wouldn't necessarily ask, you like, ah, how are we going to fund this, right? You know, because we would just build more housing. There's, like, America has mad land for building housing for people. Like, it has a shitload, right? Um... But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like you know, maybe, maybe someone's got to come up with a, a solution or some kind of proposal or something like that. We can solve this problem.
0: Which kind of goes back to like the only thing Adams can do today is say, okay, you can't stay here. <laughs> you don't have to go don't home. You have to get <laughs> out can't of here. stay here. <laughs> Four a.m. rule
1: for New York. <laughs>
0: You know, anything that can actually address the problem properly is just a federal level thing.
1: I'm just mad that there are no more barbecues on the subway. Like personally, (laughs) personally, I was hoping for some from street rat barbecue or something like that. I
2: feel like you know the people who were talking about like you know defund the police for for example that whole movement, which you know I guess got contorted into something it didn't really mean, which was just don't spend any money. But like the way I see it, you know, we wouldn't need to have more cops on the subway if maybe we spent some of that money to address some of these problems, like what you were saying, like expanding the homeless shelter. So like there there does seem like some no brainer solutions, but that's just not how we're doing things, because I guess, you know, there are other powers at play, like police pensions don't get more money if, if you're spending it on homeless. Like there's no there's no there's no money making business in helping homeless people in reallocating that fund. That's the, you know what I mean? I guess that's where my thought process is going. It's, like, it's not like we couldn't spend the money to address this issue if we spent it differently. We're, just, we're, not, we're literally not willing to spend it differently. We're just willing to spend it on more cops to tell more homeless people that they can't stay in more places. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just seems like a really dumb game of whack-a-mole to keep cops employed and, and not really doing the thing that they're supposed to be doing.
1: It's, it it seem, it seems like law enforcement is the true welfare program. Wow! I mean, wow. You're,
0: not, you're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. I mean, is that the? Uh, isn't that what they say about a large part of the military-industrial complex? There,
1: there is, is there that... is an argument in which that is the case, right? There is an argument in which that's the case. Yes. You know, I'm gonna sip this coffee though.
0: So we here at Red
2: Channel Condition have thought of some some proposals, some some modest proposals that we'd like to suggest in the hopes of addressing some of these issues. So, without further ado, I think it's time for...
1: Red Channel Tradition presents a modest proposal.
2: Forcing the unhoused and street homeless out of the only places that can provide shelter from the elements is inhumane. Involuntarily taking them and forcing them into hospitals is also inhumane. However, society and the public has the right to have access to public services and spaces without fear of harm or harassment from people lashing out due to their lack of housing. That's why we at Red Channel Condition are coming to you, the listeners, with this most modest proposal. We can solve the problem of homelessness in society with Red Channel AR Glasses, that filter them out of your vision. Earn RCC coin with your steps around your neighborhood. Use it to play fun games that will obscure the piles of shit panhandlers and crazed junkies with Candy Crush. Create cool AR avatars. Needles got you down? Change it to a fire emoji. Take a snapshot and mint RCC NFTs with it to earn more RCC coin. Connect our specs with the convenient app to spray a pleasant scent in your area. Choose from a wide variety, including citrus, pine, cotton candy, and musk, Elon's musk. We think being homeless is a societal ill that anyone can see, and that's why the solution is to stop seeing it. Okay, well, moving on and keeping with the ever-changing public landscape of New York City, John, you had linked an article about, uh, let's see, where is this from? NewYorkEater.com. <laughs> what the fuck is this? I love it. Um, about how, how there's, a, there's a trending shift in the way grocery stores are doing business or who is doing the business of grocery stores. Would you like to regale our listeners with what you discovered? Sure.
1: So, you know, there's been a, you know, and people, you know, living in big cities, you know, you know, like New York or in Amsterdam, you know, internationally or elsewhere, right? You may have noticed a lot of billboards about things like, you know, like bike or joker or gorillas or dash mart and stuff like that, right? You know, this article is about the rise of, you know, 15 minute instant grocery delivery, right? And... You know, it's a unique business thing for a city, right? In the context of a city, because you know, typically you know, cities have like neighborhood you know, grocery stores, like small you know, bodegas and you know, like little little markets and stuff like that. You know, maybe if you live in you know, uh, like Boston or something like that or Connecticut, you might call them like a a packy or a pack a package store, right? And like that's where you would go to pick up you know, you know, like little shit that you might need, right? Like a, a bunch of bananas, you know, like. Uh, a gallon of milk real quick right some some bread right you hot you know hot dog buns for your hot dogs right and you know these these uh these fifteen minute uh grocery stores you know are of course you know are apps right so you install them in your phone, and the premise is that you you can get anything you know any of your small de- groceries delivered to you for in ten minutes or less without you know with free delivery no minimum orders and you don't have to you waste your time going to the little grocery store right you know but it's a bit of a a monkey paw wish right like you know lots of people always are you you always willing to pay for the convenience of not having to do anything right but these you know these apps set up you dark stores you ghost bodegas essentially right and you know you sent you they kind of wreak havoc on the local area right like Tons and tons of, you know, app cars or, you know, delivery cars or, you know, I guess, like scooters and bicyclists or whatever, you know, clogging up sidewalks or streets, you know, sending these guys out, you know, and, you know, racing, you even, you at their own, you know, risk of injury, you know, to deliver those groceries, you know, at the promised 10 minutes or less, right, and the other problem is that, you know, they're, you know, the, the companies that are bankrolling apps like this apps like you know, bike and joker and stuff like that gorillas you know they're large venture capitalists just like the companies that funded things like uber you know, doordash etc right and you know they you know they're willing to sit and operate this uh this business model until you know the local bodega the local grocery store cannot compete you know so soon you know the guy that you buy coffee from you know, at that cart you on know, the way to work or the place where you get your your bag of chips and your your pack of smokes or your six pack on the corner, you know, is going to be out of business because they're not going to be able to compete with you. Know, some dude hitting you an app and you getting that shit you know, without leaving his house.
2: Yeah, this is pretty wild. I mean, to me, this just like further goes down the weird rabbit hole that you know. And I know, I know, Mike has a little bit of you. You kind of like the convenience aspect of this, but I'm I'm kind of just shaken by we're just phase, it seems like we're phasing out more and more and more of what makes our areas and neighborhoods unique and our our willingness to interact with them like what's going to be the point of of a neighborhood where you don't really have to leave your house what what does that even make the neighborhood is the neighborhood even still exists without our grocery stores and you know the people that made them what they are that are the iconic you know symbols and, and institutions of them
0: Oh, geez, I, uh, I think you might be asking the wrong person because I guess I used to have a sense of community when I grew up in Canarsie. You know, we would have block parties and we would play basketball and I would have friends all around the block and the surrounding area and, you know, we would ride our bikes and walk over to the, like the deli and stuff. But now somewhere between growing up and maybe moving to a whole bunch of other communities, I think I started to like people less. I I don't know. Um, What they say is uh, tall fences make good neighbors, right? And right now, that's absolutely the case. Because I don't want to know my neighbors. I don't really care. Um, And as far as local shops, and I know you're supposed to shop local, I know. But... I get everything, almost everything, off of Amazon because, well, they're a little bit cheaper because they can do that. So, yeah, I know. I'm I'm guilty of it. I, I admit it. I don't really have a need to go to the corner deli anymore. So,
2: let me ask you, though, let me ask you,
0: what's the point of living in New
2: York City if you don't, and paying all that money for, like, a New York City rent or a mortgage? if you don't leave your fucking house and you don't give a fuck about the community that you live in? What is the point? Because I can get next day delivery from Amazon too, where I am.
0: Yeah, Um, you're right. I guess I'm here because my roots are here. If I wasn't, would I have a compelling reason to move here? Maybe not so much. What I like about where I am now is the easy access to transportation and some of the tier one medical care facilities that are available in in the city. You know, with remote work and everything, if that's an option, would I be happier personally out in the middle of nowhere with like a good internet connection and a whole bunch of land that I can stretch out on? Maybe have some room for pets? Yeah, I probably would be um you know just fewer people less noise things that are less expensive and it sounds like a win-win to me really oh i guess i should also mention that it's nice not to be the only asian person within 200 mile radius so like i guess that's a bonus but really i think the bottom line is i just want to be left the fuck alone (laughs) what about you john
1: I mean I you know, I I guess I'm a I'm a city mouse you know like I like you know, uh all of the people all of the different people the different personalities and things that you meet you know, again you we met because we lived you in a place that is possible for all of us to be here right like it's possible for like a guy you know, like me and and guys like you to all live in the same area and on un- you know without having to compromise anything about ourselves to do so um you know, i like you know living in a place where you know every place has you know its own uh little flavor block to block even you know, and i like that for good or for bad right you know i recognize that some blocks you know, there there might be like you know, you know crime or gangs and stuff like that and another block there might be like a really cool coffee place or something like that you know like good you know, pizza or something right you, know, I like you. Know, I like leaving my house and having uh, you know, access to a variety of things. You know, foods, places to go, stuff that you can do that's even free, right? And I like not having to drive a car at all to do it, right? right. So, and I like you know, the existence of you, know, I guess, other cultures and even you know, my own you know, uh more niche culture you know, existing excessively to me without it being like. You know something I gotta like hunt for or like look for on YouTube. Like it's cool right. to hear Creole. It's cool to hear Creole being spoken, like Haitian Creole being spoken. You know, just outside rather than you know I gotta watch a video or like you know get some news from my mom or some shit like that. That's you know that appeals to me, right? You know there are a lot of things that suck about being in a city, and you know if if I could if I could have all of if I could live my life without compromise and not be in the city. 100% I would, but that's like a whole other subject, you know, which we've ranted about at length about like how this generation was basically locked out of from, you know, having your know, property and land affordably. But I won't even, I won't go back into that. Um, my thing with these apps and stuff like that, you know, yes, it's convenient. Right. And I don't want to stop the train of you know, you disrupting the market in order to create a convenience for everything like that. But, you know, again you know there's something to be said for you know that that bodega those those little corner stores which provide you know customized you know, stuff for block to block right you know a bodega in in Harlem is going to sell stuff that's useful that's useful to the people that live there right so you might have you know you know, Hispanic people you know Dominican people and stuff like that living up up there right and you know they're going to be able to get the you, goods that they would need you know, right from their corner, right, the kind of things that you can't wait even one day to have delivered from Amazon, right, you know, you know, when I'm out here, like, you know, in, in my neighborhood, you know, there's stuff that I can buy, you know, that appeals to me as a Caribbean person, right, that I need, and I, ca- I can't wait, you know, for that to get shipped, you know, on a boat, you know, from, from Haiti or something like that, or I can't wait a day to buy, and it's like stale from Amazon or something like that, but I can get it across the street, right that mean that's that means something to me right and also just from like the the city standpoint right so we were talking about like nimby stuff and stuff like that right you know we can't build like a shelter to have like people right but we can build you know, like a dark you know, a ghost bodega a dark store which is basically a 24/7 warehouse right you know why why is it okay to just have infinite warehouses just like in you know the city right you know they're operating 24 7 you know they're sending out app cars and you know app trucks and bikes you know all over the sidewalk and stuff like that and you know you can't even like walk around and live like i i don't think you know i understand the 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 business model right i understand you know that's going to make a lot of money for uh venture capitalists you know that's going to be you know relatively convenient at least for people in the city right you know, I don't know how that's going to work out for you know somebody in a more rural or suburban area right like i don't see somebody riding a bike you know in in uh westchester or something like that and reaching you know, your house in 15 minutes you know cuz it might be 15 minutes just to get on get on the highway right but you know, i don't you know, i i don't see this being so good that it should exist right i think i'd rather have bodegas
0: i mean truly the compromise here is that that bodega owner learn how to develop an app so that he can have his own app delivery <laughs> service. That, that mean, is that, or yeah. you know what? screw the app? Just have that bodega dude have like throw, throw his son into delivery.
1: I mean, there's an argument for things like that already existing. Like I remember you back in the day, you yeah. Uh, when, when certain people used to live in the Bronx, you know, you used to be able to order some pizza or something like that and have the dude at the bodega pick up, uh, put some beer in the, in the delivery order. That right? was Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So like, it's, 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 you know, again, you, know, it's not a, a free market. You, know, you, you, know, it, we should just compete, right? Because, you know, of course we can, right? That was already there, right? The problem is that, you know. A bodega doesn't have the capital to compete in a materially relevant way, you know, where the making that point is even useful. Right. Like uh, uh, a bodega is like, you know, your local like you know, like somebody like me or like somebody like you, know, your uncle or like, you know, somebody like somebody's grandma or something like that running a store. Right. That's just a, a little business. It's not making like money hand over fist. It's what they do to pay rent for the rest of the building. You know that they may have, you know, that they might have had, you know, like in since 1953, right? You know that's you know they can't compete with you know somebody who's got 700 billion dollars and are willing to sit until that bodega doesn't exist. It doesn't you know it doesn't matter if they developed an app. It doesn't matter if they sent every one of their nieces and nephews you know, on scooters and bikes to deliver you know toilet paper and hero sandwiches from the bodega. So it just it's it's a it's a meaningless you competition because they right. can't and, compete and
2: yeah and there's no way that like let's say you could make an app like what are you going to do make an app for the the bodega on 14th and third you know what right. i mean like that's not gonna that's yeah. not gonna do anything yeah. you know
1: like they should improve their service if that's a thing that they act that's actually in scope for them to do right but nobody i don't think the bodega has any problem with service like literally no one has ever been like oh this store like you know doesn't make you know, uh like doesn't sell cigarettes fast enough right there are no <laughs> there are no star ratings for a grocery store right you know, these guys didn't make my chopped cheese cheesy enough right like you know i couldn't buy like blunt wraps from this grocery store <laughs> you know like they were, they, they were like they were out of my dutch masters right <laughs> you know, how the fuck am i supposed to smoke this space needle if i can't buy any Dutches? <sighs> right that was never actually a problem so there's nothing to improve there
0: so so do, do you envision how, how do you control for this because it, it appears to be like a uh, like the uber model right to that you can use to drive out livery cab uh taxi cabs what options are there i mean it seems like the only option here is some kind of very specific legislative um le- legislative approach well
1: you know honestly you've I don't think, you know, there is a, a thing that you can do, right? Because it's not like you, can, you, you can't regulate that from existing. It already exists, right? You know, and the true measure of competition, right? The only actual competition is whether or not people actually use it, right? Now, the good thing is, you know, I don't think you know, these apps are very popular in uh, New York City and stuff like that yet. You know, I don't think it's happening, you know, where they're a, a big deal yet. Right. Some of these things are starting to, you know drop their business, right? Like one of the one of these apps, you know, uh, joker specifically, you know, is reportedly looking to drop their business in New York City, right? So, you know, they might be uh, struggling, you know, to to succeed speci- precisely because of what I'm saying, right? Like, and what we're talking about, right? So there's something about being a neighborhood there's something about you know, that bodega that cannot be replicated with simply well you know, quote convenience unquote right there you know, a bodega is more than just the ability to pick up you know, uh some bananas real quick a bodega has you know culturally relevant you know, items right a bodega has you know like you know your bodega guy can hook you up you know and an app can't right like maybe that guy knows how you like your coffee You know, that guy knows, you know, that you want to pick up this kind of newspaper and he has it for you on the way to work.
0: It seems like you're very, connected. like, do you make an effort to shop local when, when, when possible?
1: I mean, you know, I live in the city, so like implicitly all shopping I'm doing is local.
0: Interesting. I mean, I do too. My approach to it is if I feel like I need to talk to someone, I will shop local. Like if I don't know anything about something. Shop local, they probably know better than if I go to a big box store. Um, but if it's something that I know exactly what I need or want, then I probably just go to a store where I know that it, it is there, you know, so that, that, like, that's my approach. Yeah. So usually though, like I'm going to some kind of like big box store that I've already searched online. I know what aisle and bin it's in. I just go in and go, you know, get out.
1: Yeah. I think it's like that for me, you know, with, uh, you know, more, I guess like larger ticket items. Right. You know, if I'm buying like a a GPU or, or, you know, computer parts or like a video game or something like that, I'm more concerned with the best price and I'm not really I don't care if it's local or not local. Right. You know, if I'm talking about like, you know, food or, you know, cuisine or something like that, I'm I'm concerned with who does it the best. And, you know, yes, then I'm considering local. Right. Like I want to get, you know, know, great new Chinese food or something like that right and i want to get it from where chinese food is made the best and then i want to go to the area in the city you know that might have the best food right right you know and it and when it's like you know things that are convenient you know toilet paper some milk some donuts or something like that right yeah i'm gonna go to the local bodega right like if i live you know, if i live upstate right i'm going to stewart's like you know I, that's in my area right like why the fuck would i go and order right. you know milk from amazon like you, right. it's ob- not only is it objectively better from my local place, but it's also faster.
2: Right. If I want to buy a blueberry pie, I'm not going to, to Amazon. I'm going right. to the place in, in New Paltz that sells blueberry pies that are right. actually really good.
0: <laughs> exactly. We have key food or shop right, right? So like all of that stuff that I need food wise or toiletry wise or whatever, it's not exactly mom and pop. So like the whole idea of the mom and pop grocery store, I don't even think we have that in this area. You know, I actually have to get in my car to really go to a uh, like vegetable stand or, or something like that. And like the bodegas cost more too than the key food around the corner. Um, because again, their margins are probably a lot slimmer and they don't do the volume, right? So yeah, like it makes almost no sense unless I'm looking for a very specific thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that, could, that could be true. I mean, there, there is an argument that even like, you know, even a larger scale, you know, for example, like culturally targeting, you know, you know culture-specific uh, supermarket is a mom-and-pop operation relative to like a ShopRite or something like that, right? You know, I don't think, you know, Amazon or like Walmart or something like that owns like all of the H-Marts or all of like the pork stores, like the Italian pork stores that exist in uh new york city
0: right you know so like it, i mean I, I suppose on that scale hmart might as well be among that it ones.
1: it f- compared to compared <laughs> to something with you know, uber capital yeah it is right and you know if i need to buy an italian sausage you i'm not you i'm better off even if i pay you know, like a dollar more i'm better off buying it at you new know, uh you know, the Avenue M Salumeria than I am ordering it from, you know, Joker.
0: The one thing I haven't really gotten on board is actually delivery apps because I can't get over the fact that I'm paying for like a delivery fee. And then on top of everything else, like you have to tip well. <laughs> you can't be one of those assholes that, like, I'm just going to order food and not leave a tip or like tip 5% or 10%, right?
2: Fuck that, dude. <laughs>
0: That's the thing that's that's preventing me from using these apps.
2: I see delivery fee on the receipt, and that's it. That tip is over, dude. Fuck you. (laughs) You are assed out. Go ask your company for that delivery fee. That's your fucking tip.
1: I'm crying. (laughs) I can. Fuck that. I respect the gangster of these apps. Like, sometimes, you know, there is, you know, time is also money, right? So, like, there is utility in, you know, sometimes you really don't feel like going to the grocery store and you you use that Instacart to get that that grocery order, right? Like, you know, sometimes you do, right? Like, depending on where you live, you may live in like a a food desert, right? Which is, I think they define it as like a couple of miles away from like your nearest local grocery store. And that's a, you know, you may be more likely to live in a food desert if you're of certain uh, demographics within the city, right? So it might be harder for you to get good food. So an app like that, even if you got a tip a little more, might work for you, right? And, so, and sometimes, hey, you know, like, I don't feel like walking to get that pizza, right? Like, the, like two, two of those gummies just hit really hard, and, like I'm, lo- I'm, <laughs> like, I'm locked on the couch, and I need that pizza right now. Like, I do.
0: That's poor planning. You got to get the pizza nah, first. Nah, son, you
1: fuck with edibles. Like, you can't plan for those. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> But in, in all seriousness, you know, you know, edibles or not, you know, it's, it's important to note that there's utility in, in some of these things. It is pricey, but it is the cost of convenience. So that, that's, why you, that's why the fight with uh, apps like this, like Joker and stuff like that, is about whether you're going to use it or not.
2: All right. I guess uh, I guess we're going to leave it there for this week. But um, we really want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and and writing us emails. We really love hearing from you. We want to encourage more of that. And for uh, any questions, comments, concerns, or if you just want to drop us a line, send us an email at redchannelcondition at
0: gmail.com. Have a good week, guys. Take it easy.